Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Purpose Podcast. My name is Haas Rauscher. The goal of this podcast is to help men find and fulfill their purpose. I'm going to help them be good, strong leaders, good, strong men, good male role models in their communities. I'm going to do that by having conversations. I'm going to invite guests on. I'm going to ask our guests, what is your purpose? What do you think your purpose ought to be? How did you find that purpose? And what do you do every single day? How do you get up, get after it, and go and fulfill that purpose? Uh, today is going to be a, uh, I know I say this a lot, but uh, it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, especially shorter now that I just talked for like five or 10 minutes and was not recording, um, which is great. So always do a test run just for those of you. It's really anything like always do. Uh, a test cut when you're cutting anything or a test uh, run when you're recording a podcast. Um, let that lesson be known. Um, yeah, because uh, I just talked for a little bit and now I'm going to have to recreate it with the same authenticity. So I'll do my best. Um, but anyway, today we are a little bit compressed for time. I know I say that all the time. It is true. <laughs> Every time uh, it is true. I have been utilizing the uh the 24 hours that god has given us uh to its fullest in the past couple months so um hopefully that relaxes a little bit come you know through the holiday season as i hit some big some big goals and some big milestones um then i can ease off uh hit the brakes a little bit on some of that stuff and then uh dive into the podcast a little bit more um That'll be nice, uh, getting to more of a maintenance mode for my fitness, hopefully, uh, before baby gets here, um, be in a, in a maintenance state, uh, for a little bit, um, or maybe even like a bulking state to where, uh, my lifts, you know, anyway, um, bunch of specifics later, but, uh, hopefully I can start getting a little bit more into the podcast and I'm less focused on, um, doing other things. So uh but today it's going to be a quick hitter we've got uh kind of a big day today uh i was actually baptized earlier this morning during our church service uh it was a really cool it was a really cool thing so uh, i got baptized and my friend cade carter who has been an, a guest on the podcast uh you've heard a couple of his you you've heard a couple of his episodes before i believe the truth of the matter is with cade carter that may be like episode 26 and then uh, the original, the OG One Flesh episode was with Cade Carter. His was actually named One Flesh. And then I started the uh, Wednesday series um, based off of that episode. So I've only gotten two out of them. I'd like to get them in here a little bit more. My my in-home setup has not been, well, functional. So <laughs> we've done a couple of them. Uh, but as I get the in-home setup a little bit more functional, uh, hopefully he'll be a little bit uh, I can, I can badger him and get him in here. Um, and so maybe he has like a, a two a year podcast limit or something like that. I've known Cade for about a year. Um, it was really cool. He got to, uh, actually baptize me. Um, as most of you know, as, as especially, I, I don't know, stereotypes are, are never fun, but they save time. Um, I don't know, like with Baptists, how common this is, but, uh, usually it's like, you know, the preacher baptizes you or whatever. Um, you say, yes, I'd like to be baptized. And the preacher says, okay, um, I'll baptize you. Well, you know, I've seen parents do it and husbands have done it. Uh, but they actually, uh, they let Cade baptize me, which was really cool because, uh, you know, that's kind of like the way it's supposed to be. And that's actually what our preacher said is like, we're supposed to have 
um, you know, bring people into the church and whatnot and uh, make them Christians. Like we're supposed to be doing that. And that's exactly what Kate did. So uh, it was, it was really cool. It made it a little bit, it wasn't ever really a hard decision, but um, it, it was, it was comforting when it wasn't like, no, you have to be baptized by this guy that you've only talked to once or twice or whatever. It was like, yeah, can, can Kate do it? And he's a really respected member of the church. They don't just, not just going to let anybody baptize anybody, but, um, they know him all, they know him really well. Um, and they were like, yeah, sure. He can go ahead and do that. Yeah, no, no problem. No problem. And so, uh, that made me a lot more comfortable with it. Uh, and it was really cool. It was a cool day, but as a, as a result of that, um, we had a lot of people in town. Uh, some of my family came up, we ended up having to do lunch, uh, not having to, but we got to do lunch with my family. Uh, Jonah, I wish we, he had a really quick flight. Uh, man, what a G Jonah came in and he, uh, got into town at like midnight last night, uh, came crashed at the house and ended up having to leave at two 30 today. Uh, I wish we could have got an episode in, but it just wasn't going to happen. But, uh, Jonah came up for the baptism. It was really, really important to him. I actually think, um, I don't know if that was in his last episode where he said, let me know when that happens and he'll be here, but I let him know when it happens and he was here. So, um, yeah, really cool of him to, to come up here for that. But anyway, we all went to lunch and so I'm compressed for time today. Uh, still got to get a workout in, still got to do some other stuff. Uh, and then we've got kind of a Bible study thing this evening. So, uh, Sundays are always busy. I say this every time. Um, and I've already spent like five minutes talking about how busy it is. So let's go ahead and, and try to move on to the episode. I want to mention this. Um, I wish uh, I had done a little bit better of an episode, uh, pre-recorded uh, an episode. Um, but I want to do more on this later, but just kind of this idea that you, you don't have to be, you don't have to have um, justification for for everything you do. And what do I mean, it's okay to do things just because it's the way we've always done it. It's okay to trust other people and just do things because that's what you're supposed to do. Um, we kind of, I feel like, you know, me especially, uh, I got into this real mental state of if I don't think it's right, if I don't think it's 100% the way to go, or if I can't legitimately justify it or understand everything about it, uh, I'm not going to believe in it. I'm not going to accept it. I'm not going to do anything like that. Uh, it's a very arrogant point of view. And now I'm not talking about, you know, if your friends jump off a cliff, then you need to go with them. You know, I'm not talking about try all the drugs at the party because everybody else is. That's, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is there's something to be said for uh, trustworthy people doing things and you using that as a reason for doing those things. So getting baptized, for example. Do I have questions? You know, obviously I, I had questions about like baptism just in general. Um, no questions about the faith, you know, obviously the salvation portion of that, no questions. Um, well, there will always be questions, but what I'm trying to say here is that it, it's like, Hey, do you want to be baptized? And it's like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, like, um, especially when you're relatively new, you're like, well, I mean, I see people do it all the time, but like, what does this really mean? And you know, for me, um, especially with as serious as I take promises, if you listen to the one flesh series, uh, almost at all, you know, that, uh, when I promise to do something, I mean it, or at least I try to. Uh, and so when they can, you know, say, do you want to do this? It's like, well, what am I actually signing on to by doing this? 
Um, what does this actually mean? Uh, you know, Baptists, a lot of them, you have to be baptized to be a member of the church. Uh, and so it's like, why do you, why do we have to do that? Why do we, you know, I have all these questions and yeah, you should ask questions. I'm the biggest proponent of asking questions. Everybody knows this. Ask questions. You're supposed to ask questions. Um, big fan of asking questions, but also, you know, I used to say, well, I'm not going to believe in this or, you know, I think this is stupid if I don't understand it. And that's not great. Uh, it's not great. And you definitely don't have to be like that. You don't have to have a justification for every single thing that you do. It's okay to say, well, this guy Cade, he's pretty cool. Um, kind of like what he's got going on. Um, he's a real good dude. Uh, he's done some stuff right that I've seen. And he says this is okay. He believes in this. So I'm just going to trust him and believe in this. I'm just going to do this, you know, um, Kate over here, he prays before he eats dinner. So maybe I'll try that. And the justification can be, well, I saw Kate do it. It really can be. Um, now you need to have more behind that again. Don't, don't go get into any like cults or anything. Um, <laughs> don't, don't be like, Oh, well, this guy's kind of nice to me at the, at the toot and totem. I'm going to go and, uh, I'm going to go and join his cult. Like, that's not what I'm saying here. Um, and I'll explore this, like I said, deeper later, but ponder this, just ponder the fact that, um, you don't have to have, you know, empirical, um, complete and utter understanding and justification for, for everything you do. The answer can be, well, we've, we've done it this way. And I'm rather shocked to hear myself see that, uh, hear myself say that, but it's true, you know, having a wife and kids and having a little American family, um, it's, it's true that you can use, well, I mean, everybody else is doing it this way. Might as well. You can use that. You can definitely do that. Um, don't forsake tradition just for the sake of of uh, your own arrogance. Um, and and that's really what it is. is it's arrogance to look around and say, well, I'm sitting in a room of 3,000 people or whatever, and uh, they've all got their heads bowed and their eyes closed. Who am I to think that we shouldn't do this? Um, you better have some really good justification to cut against the grain like that of 3000 people. And a lot of times there's a need to, you know, um, you know, I, I can just think of if, if there's 3000 people at a, at an event and, uh, I, I don't know this, I don't want to ruin anything, but, um, it's okay to be different from everybody else. It, it really is. Um, but you better have a really good reason. You know, I think there's oftentimes probably at the supermarket that I'm the only one carrying a gun. Like I'm the only one that's concealed carrying here. There may be 400 people in the supermarket and not a one of them uh, may think that it's important enough to have a gun, but when it's important, it's important. Uh, and I have good justification for being different. Um, it's important to be an independent thinker, to have independent questions and to challenge the status quo. Uh, but if you don't have a good enough challenge, if you don't have a good enough question, and uh, if you haven't found the alternative answers that you truly believe in, uh, it is okay to to just accept it. Take a deep breath. Say, well, these guys all do it, so I guess I'll do it too. Um, there are a lot of circumstances when it's okay. So we'll dive a little bit deeper into that. Uh, for the sake of the episode and getting you something of benefit, um, I'm going to go through, again, discipline equals freedom. I, I, I kind of like this, especially with no guest. Um, I like going through these books. And so as I finish more books and stuff like that, 
Um, I'm going to go through these portions that I've highlighted or that I think are important and how they apply to my life. Uh, kind of like a book club, but without having you read the book and because that didn't really work. So just taking these books and, and kind of showing you how I apply them to my life, because I think it's really important to be able to read these and actually get something out of it. So um, I'll start here with discipline equals freedom. Uh, this is fear of failure. Let's see. I think this is only two pages. Yep. Um, so this is Jocko Willink, discipline equals freedom, page 40, fear of failure. Fear of failure. Feel of fear. Oh, man. This is going to be tough. <laughs> I can't read. Fear of failure. Fear of failure can keep you from taking the risk. It can leave you sitting there, paralyzed into not taking action, and that is obviously bad. But I don't want you to I don't want you to overcome feel fear of failure. I want you to be afraid of failure. Failure fear of failure is good. Fear of failure will keep you up at night. Planning, rehearsing, going over contingencies. Fear of failure will keep you training hard. Fear of failure will stop you from cutting corners. Fear of failure will keep you working, thinking, striving, and relentlessly trying to be more prepared for battle. So I want you to be afraid of failing. I fear failure. But more important, I want you to be horrified, terrified of sitting on the sidelines and doing nothing. This is what I want you to be afraid of waking up in six days or six weeks or six years or 60 years and being no closer to your goal. You have made no progress. That is the horror. That is the nightmare. That is what you really need to be afraid of being stagnant. So get up and go take the risk, take the gamble, take the first step, take action and don't let another day slip by. So yeah, uh, fear of failure. Finally got that right. Um, I like this one a lot. I mean, as you know, I like most of them, but, uh, fear of failure. It, it's kind of what he's doing here is everybody, uh, doesn't want you to fear failure. Well, don't fear, you know, face your fears and all of that stuff. Um, don't be afraid to fail. Well, basically what he's saying here is that he's redefining failure is, is kind of what he's saying. He's saying, I want you to be afraid of not getting any closer to your goal. I want you to be very, very scared of waking up later and not having moved an inch towards your goal. And that's really what the failure is here. Um, it's, it's a redefinition of failure. You know, I think about class. Um, I think about getting an F. Uh, I think an F stands for fail. Um, I think that's pretty obvious of what it stands for, or at least that's what we use it for. Um, so, you know, you talk a lot about people so scared to get an F in class because it's a failure, as in you didn't complete it. Um, redefining that failure to say, uh, no, failure is actually quitting. Like in the grand scheme of things, did you fail the class? Did you did you not meet the standards of the class? Yeah, sure. But in the in the broad, in the uh, thirty thousand foot view or whatever you want to say, um, in 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 the higher context of your life, you're only failing if you're quitting or if you're never doing, um, if you, if you've never taken a step out to achieve some sort of goal, that is failure. And that's what he's defining here is that you need to be very afraid to do that or afraid of that. Um, and I actually, I was listening to a Huberman episode the other day where he was talking about, 
uh, how to get like really, really hard tasks done. I'm in the middle of a really, really hard task. I'm in the middle of uh, trying to achieve a very lofty goal. And he said that the, the neuroscience, as they like to say, but the studies that he listens to or not listens to, but that he does and that he reads and stuff like that, um, it actually shows that if you really don't feel like doing something, uh, a lot of people will visualize the winning, like how good is it going to feel to win? Uh, somehow, some way, these scientists through some sort of studies have found out that it's actually uh, better if you like for goal achievement. If when you feel when you don't feel like doing it, instead of giving yourself almost like a dopamine hit of this is what it's going to feel like to win. Uh, if you think about how bad it's going to feel. Uh, when you don't win. And this is actually, it's like, uh, I would, I, I can't quote it, but it's in skin in the game. It's basically, it's the operative of the negative. So basically the negative is more powerful than the positive. Um, how bad is it going to feel when you get to the end of eight weeks and you haven't won your challenge? How bad is it going to feel? It's going to suck. It's really going to suck if you put in all that work and you get to the end and you haven't won that challenge. Uh, if you're honest with yourself, it's really going to suck. And they've actually shown that that is what motivates people more uh, to get up, get off the couch, whatever they need to do to put the work in uh, is that fear of what happens if I've told everybody that I do this or uh, I've, I've built this goal up. What happens if I don't get to achieve that? Um, so Jocko really has a point here is fear failure, uh, fear it, um, fear it so much that you're willing to stay up and work every single day. Uh, to keep it away and as a matter of fact failure is when you when you don't um, pursue those goals failure has very little to me about the goal itself now we have objective standards that you can either pass or fail on uh, but true failure what is it like to be not even be a failure but true failure is just to not not pursue those or uh, yeah just to not pursue those is is to not um, take what you can get and or take what you have and and go pursue those higher goals to me that is failure um and that's what you should fear and that's what i do um for me it's it's much less i do i have a lot of aspirations i have a lot of things that i want to do i have a lot of things that i want to build and those good things are are good but the most motivated i get is when i meet somebody who hasn't done those things and they have so much regret because they haven't um I don't want to out anybody, but I had met, <laughs> no, it was, it's not the guy that I met today. So, uh, but I had met an old teacher a while back and he was doing something. He was retired. He was a retired teacher. And this guy meant, this guy was awesome. I really, really loved this guy. Um, he was, a. I don't, I don't want to say what kind of teacher he was, but, um, he was really influential on me. Uh, it was some of my favorite stories in school ever were in his classroom. And I remember almost every one of them. I mean, we sat and we talked about, Hey, do you remember when we did this and when we did this and when we did this? And he's like, man, I'm surprised you remember all that. And it's cause it was so impactful, uh, on the way that I viewed, um, on the way that I viewed myself, honestly, and in the direction that I went, um, in school. And so, but I ran into him and he was doing something, not retired work. And it was kind of, um, not really menial. I don't want to be mean, but, uh, you can tell he wasn't fulfilled definitely. And, uh, it was kind of one of those jobs that you get when you're just getting by or whatever it might be. And 
he seemed very upset about it. It seemed like he was not happy with where he was at in life, that he thought he had saved enough or that retirement was going to be different. And he was still a positive person. He actually had a really upbeat attitude. And that's kind of what I appreciate is, is he had an upbeat attitude. Um, but there was just that twinge of like, yeah, this really kind of sucks and I didn't want to be here. Uh, and that, mo- I mean, that really motivates me when I see people that are like that. When I see people that um, maybe could have or looking back wanted to do more with their lives and said, man, maybe I could have pushed a little bit harder or done something a little bit different. Um, now, this man lived a very good life. And if he influenced any other people, I mean, he influenced one. And to me, that's the kind of influence that he had on me. Uh, it's impactful. And so I'm not saying everybody has to be millionaires of millionaires and whatever. Um, but he made an impact in this world. He really did. Uh, and with some of my goals, I don't want to say too much, but with some of my goals, I, I hope to be able to honor that in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Um, whether it be a scholarship or whatever it might be. Um, so hopefully he makes a lasting impact beyond just my generation, but I know he made an impact in my generation, uh, for sure. And that's something to be proud of. Um, but that fear of always like, man, I could have done more. I called, I called my buddy after that. Uh, I don't remember if it was Brett or or who I called, but I was just like, man, I, that, that sucked. (laughs) Like that, that was awful with that tension of like, him thinking that he he could have done more um yeah it's not too late he had a great life had a lot of influence but that motivated me more than anything um that that really gave me a big push of of hey this is why you're doing what you're doing so that when you get to that age um you can say man i've i've left it all on the table you know like i've left it all on the table there was nothing more i could have done um, and I've done the things that I wanted to do. I set goals and I achieved them. Um, but that, that when I was hit with that negative of what it's going to be like when you don't do that, that's when I was really motivated. So yeah, fear, fear that, that level of fair failure. Don't get there. Um, don't get there. Uh, don't want to be there. Don't ever want to be in that position and do everything you can to not be in that quote unquote failure position. And to be clear, if you ever hear this episode and you know who you are, not saying you failed, that's not what I'm saying. Um, I doubt you'll ever hear this, but, uh, it's not what I'm saying at all. All I'm saying is that when I come across people who maybe they think like they've failed, uh, that's tough. I don't think that guy failed. I think he achieved a lot. Uh, and even just doing what he was doing, and having the resolve to retire, come back and go do a job like that um, because he needed to, that was even motivating to me. And it had an impact on my life. So if his definition of success is to impact people's lives, he's doing pretty well. Absolutely not calling this guy a failure. But um, I fear that look in his eyes when I asked him, you know, why are you not teaching anymore? Um, I, I fear that. I fear having that look. Um, and that keeps me going. So anyway, guys, uh, that's all I've got for y'all today. I think tune in on Wednesday for the one flesh podcast. 
uh, I'm hoping to, I, I really, man, I want to do something different this week. I want to do something cool. I want to do something different. Uh, we've got a Thanksgiving week. I probably won't be working on Thursday because it's Thanksgiving. Um, I want to do something different. So, uh, let me, let me figure that out. You may get the same old thing because I'm pretty busy for Monday and Tuesday, but, uh, want to do something different with the one flesh podcast. If you have any recommendations, send them on over. Um, but guys, that's all I've got for you. I appreciate it. And, uh, we'll see you in the next one. Thanks.